Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. commemorate and celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, I think a question for today's broadcast that's so befitting is, how can a man be born again? That is a good question. Let's talk about God's plan for salvation. John 3, and I'm going to start at the fifth verse and read down to the seventh. It says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. So this week is a holy week, and today is the biggest celebration for believers across the entire calendar of of days in the year. It is the day that we celebrate the fact that Jesus got up from the grave. It Mm. is wonderful that he came and was born of the Virgin Mary. That's wonderful, miraculous, amazing even. It is wonderful that he walked among men for some 33 years doing signs and wonders and miracles, left a lot for us to learn and read about and to be inspired of. That is wonderful. It is wonderful that he gave his life at Calvary so that you and I would not have to suffer the death of the cross. That is wonderful. And that is shows the mercy and the grace of God. But the truth of the matter is, had he not got up with Mm. all power in his hand, then our salvation, the plan of salvation would not have been complete. Mm. Many have lived and many have died, but he's the only one that got up and he got up with all power Power in his his hand. hand. And because he lives, we can live also. So God's perfect plan of salvation included us. Absolutely. And you know, when you were talking about the plan, it means that this something, this was something that had forethought. This is something that he planned before the Bible says before the foundation of the world was laid. And as you hear many times in church, when they said that God was thinking about me, when Jesus hung up on that cross and was crucified, that he looked down through the generations of times and saw me and people Mm. say that because they make it very personal, knowing that with all my mistakes and all the things that I was going to do God still he died for me and he died for you knowing that mankind will reject him he still 
came and died for our sins. And you know, some people, sometimes people don't think that they need to be saved or that they have a need for a savior, but the Bible is so clear. First of all, he says that he that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. So if you do believe upon the Lord, then you know the word of God is true. So we're not going to debate the truth or the validity of the word of God. The word of God is true and settled forever. And the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So it doesn't matter that your sin might have been different than my sin, or you sinned to a different degree than I did, or you were worse off than I am. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And here's the, he said, the wages of sin is is death. death. That's the sin you did that you don't think is so bad, the sin that I did that I might not think is so bad, the sin that other people did that we think is horrible, all sin is deserving of death. The wages of sin is death and all, have no doubt about it, you are included. When he said all, he included you and he included me. All of us have sinned and all of us have come short of the glory of God and except God intervene through the perfect plan of salvation, we would receive receive eternal death. Absolutely. And I like in the in verse five, it says that verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And that scripture right there is telling you to me that there is only one way, and that is through Jesus Christ. And you know, many people will talk about that there are many ways to salvation, or they won't say salvation. They'll say there's many ways to get to heaven. But believe me, it's written in the word. It says that there's only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ, because he's the only one that has shed his blood for us. He's the only one that has redeemed us. He's the only one that have kept us. There is no well, other is way. He's the only God. He's the only, the only God. Lord, the only Savior of all mankind. And, and you know, uh, that's when we get into this political correctness and trying to have this populist kind of gospel. Listen, because you don't want to offend anyone, you don't have to offend anyone. The gospel, the truth of the gospel might offend those who reject the truth of the gospel. Well, that's what he but said. let God be true and every man be Absolutely. alive. I'm not going to try to water it down soften it up, try to make it palatable to you so that it doesn't offend you. The truth is still the truth and God's word is still the absolute truth of it all and he is the only way to salvation. And you know when we talk about that uh, we had to re- we have to receive the redemptive power of God uh, we do that be- by him allowing Jesus to come and be the propitiation for our sins. Mm. John three sixteen, one of the most well read yes. scriptures in all of the Bible Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And again, he says in Romans, scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet preventure for a good man would someone give his life. But what God said he did for us is while you were filthy, low down, dirty, stinking, polluted, and no good, (laughs) he demonstrated or commended his love toward us and allowed Christ to die in our place while you didn't love him wasn't thinking about him had rejected him cursing his he name still swore you wouldn't live for him laughed at those who did he kept on loving you so much that he thought enough of you to die in your stead and you know what he's 
still loves and us. And he still. And you know what? The thing about it is this. I don't care what you have done, and you might be still doing it. He still loves you. I mean, I can imagine that it does grieve his heart that one would not receive him because of the love that he has for you, that he doesn't come to harm you. Matter of fact, it says that for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So he loves you so much and he still loves you. But the question is this. He says that those who love me must keep my commandments. I think that's the real question right there is, do you love him? If you love me, you will keep keep my commandments. Commandments. And, and so that's when people keep going around saying, I love the Lord. I love God. Or, too. He, loves, or, uh, or he loves me. And he does love you. Oh, he love does you. love you. Yeah, but the question is you. never about does God love you. The question is, do you love and him? And that's where the line is drawn. Because if you love him, then you, you will keep, keep his, his commandments. commandments. Not to say and his that commandments are not grievous to them that love him. That's right. And, and it's not that, you know, that you won't fall every once in a while. That's not what he's saying. Because he's made a way to cover you. Matter of fact, he says that if you sin, he says, all you got to do was come back to him and he will forgive you of all your unrighteousness not only forgive you, he said he'll cleanse you so it's like you go back to him and everything's going to be all right but the real question is is do you love him and and that's where i think we get it so mixed up and i guess maybe we don't want the accountability so we say well god loves me i you know and he and, knows my and heart he knows my heart he knows my heart yes he does know your heart you got to be careful because he does know your heart but the thing is, is that do you love him? Because really, he demonstrated his love toward us when he when he had given his only begotten son. It was Jesus Christ. He came walking on the shores of Galilee and the people. He came to deliver the people. I mean, he came to deliver me. And oftentimes I say this, if it wasn't for you, Lord, where would I be? I mean, I'm so thankful of the things that God has done for me. I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to be stuck in the mess that I was in and even even some of the things that you find yourself struggling through I'm just so glad that he is the deliverer that he loves me so much that he's provided the way of escape for me now what if he wasn't if he wasn't God and he didn't come down and die for my sins what hope would I have you'd be of all men most Most miserable miserable. he thought I was to die for. Oh my God. So he took away my sins and the way that his perfect plan of salvation did it, it was through the shedding of blood. He says in Leviticus 17, for the life of the flesh is in In the the blood blood. and there has to be a shedding. That's why in the old Testament, you saw them always offering sacrifices upon the altar for the remission of sins because Jesus had not come. The perfect blood had not yet been shed so they had to have a type of uh, sacrifice that Christ would one day come and give and their type of sacrifice was the shedding of blood of goats and lambs and turtle doves and they would kill the the animal and the priest would shed the uh, spread the blood on the altar for the sacrifice the remission of sins but you and you know they had all this ceremony they had to do because the priest had to be right they knew there is something holy about God That's 
that's and right. that's what I love about him as holy and wonderful and righteous as he is he bids us come into his presence because Jesus has taken the blood that he shed upon the cross and he went into the holy of holies once and for all and he made and he offered the sacrifice of his blood once and for all upon the mercy seat and forever the blood will testify for you and me that have been cleansed and washed and redeemed the blood testifies that these are mine these are those that have been washed in the precious blood of the Um, lamb touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm they have come through great trials and tribulations and they have been washed in the blood of the lamb and that blood is still available that sacrifice is still available the blood is still potent just as it was on the day he shed it just think about it if it wasn't for the blood i mean the blood was shed for me and you so that means that that when we come into him come to him the blood is what he sees upon our lives and he knows that it is us that we come through that we have the right and the privilege to come in it's just like when you what when a you privilege. Look, the privilege when you when we're talking about Esther and says so she you know she bust into the chambers of the king you know even knowing that her life could have been taken and it's the same but but she had access to the king and it's the same way with us she was the queen, queen. but we are the priests and the priests and and, queen, and and we don't king. bust in he he bids us come he, he says come, come boldly right but it's because of the blood it's because of the it's blood be, we can't come in saying without the covering without the covering but it's because of the blood that we're able to come in Only because, because he doesn't see blood. my sins and he sees the blood right. when, when i cry out to god because the bible says that whomsoever shall cry out unto the lord shall be saved he's hearing my cry through the blood he's hearing my cry that he's saying that that's my child and and i i understand and i hear the voice behold the lamb of god i mean when you have that understanding of the blood and the sacrifice that jesus christ had made for us you too will say behold the lamb of god that take away my sins the blood speaks out because even when you read the account of cain and abel you when cain slew abel god says the your brother's blood is testifying from the ground crying out to me from the ground the blood speaks because there's life in the because blood. there was a life taken there's life in that and, blood. oh my god we and can so go to that many that ways blood of jesus yes. the ultimate life the ultimate giver of life he is yet te- that blood is yet testifying on our behalf when the enemy comes in the bible says like a flood the lord would raise up a standard against his enemy when he wants to do you harm he can do you no harm because the blood is speaking out against him and testifying Testifying. against him that these are my children and you cannot do harm to them just like when the passover happened for israel when the death angel came through the land he could not touch a household where the blood had been applied so it is when the blood of jesus has been applied to your life death and sickness disease it all has to pass over because you are now covered by the precious blood of jesus now behold the lamb the precious lamb of god born into sin that i may live again he is the precious lamb of god Lamb of God, He was born into sin that I may live again. The prayer. 
thank you for the lamb, the precious lamb of God. Because of your grace, I can finish this race. The precious lamb of God. That is so powerful because of your grace that enables me, that gives me the power to do your will. It says, now I can finish this race. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. And so those songs are so dear and so precious to us. And, you know, the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, when God said whosoever, he included me. Yes, he He did. included you. I pray today that if you do not know God in the free pardon of your sins, that you are saying, what must I do to be saved? Just like the Philippian jailer asked Paul and Silas, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And just like they told the jailer, we tell you today, the word of God says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. If you would believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Because when he said whosoever, he did include you. And if you have been saved and have fallen away, he is still here loving you Mm. and wanting you to come back to him. The Bible says the goodness of God leads men to repentance. When you remember how good he has been to Mm. you, when you recall to mind the grace of God, when you understand that even when you're wallowing in your filth and your degradation and gone back on what you know was not uh, right to do. He keeps on loving you. When you find out he's not condemning your soul to hell, he's not forsaking you. He doesn't hate you. He doesn't think you're so evil and bad, but he loves you today mm. just like he loved you the day you gave your heart to him. That is the goodness of God. And the goodness of God leads men to repentance. I'm not coming because I'm afraid of going to hell. I'm coming because I am I'm so, so enamored yes. that God loves me. He loves Love me enough to die for me. And he keeps on loving me, keeps on loving me, even in the state that I am in. You know, I, I was just thinking about that. He came to die for me. And, and someone might say, well, why? But listen, you know, we were in the hands of the enemy. Mm. We were tormented without any clutches. hope in his clutches. But God says, I came after you. Make this personal. I came after you with a vengeance. Oh, I pursued Mm. you. He said, I came after you. I hunted you. Listen, not only did I hunt you down, but I hunted that enemy down that had you in clutches because he said, I'm coming after you. It wasn't like he was coming to do you harm, but he was coming to do the enemy, the devil harm that had you in his clutches or have you in his clutches. I mean, he is coming after you. Listen, I'm listening to you preach about this word and we're talking about the blood of Jesus. But there's many of you who have escaped the hand of the enemy by the hair of your chinny chin chin, as we always would say. And do you know why you did that is because somebody was praying for you. Somebody put the blood post over the door and everybody in that house was saved. I mean, your grandmother, your mother, somebody is praying for you and applying the blood of Jesus. Jesus over your life, over their life, and over their whole family's life. And that's the reason why that when the enemy who did have you in his clutches really was trying to put the squeeze on you, trying to take your life out of you, Jesus said, not so. What a person.
perfect plan of salvation he has. It might not be the way you would have planned it. It might not be the way you would have unfolded it, but his ways are not your ways and his thoughts are not, thank God, his thoughts are not our thoughts. You remember over in Matthew 26 when Jesus, when they were coming to get Jesus to take him to trial, to crucify him, and Peter pulls out the sword and cuts off the soldier's ear, Mm -hmm. and Jesus tells Peter, put up your sword. If you live by the sword, you die by the Mm -hmm. sword. He said, it has to happen this way. This is the plan that I laid out before the foundations of the earth were laid. You know, the soldiers think they have some power over me. They think they're doing something smart. Judas think he's gotten over on me. He think he's tricked me for some money. He think he's forsaken me for some money. But this is all, this was all in the plan of salvation. It had to happen. This this is the only way. Listen, every way that God laid out is the way it unfolded. He said, not one bone in his body shall be broken. And so when they came around the soldiers, when Jesus is on the cross and they were getting ready to break their bones so that they might suffocate and die, Jesus had already given up the ghost because the scripture had to be fulfilled the way that God had spoken. It had to happen this way. And we just Stop by here on Resurrection Sunday morning to tell you that God has a perfect plan. It's unfolding the way that he made it unfold, the way that he decreed and declared that it would happen. And so it is in your life. There are things you are going through that have to happen the way they are happening Uh. because it is the plan of God. You've been fighting and you've been murmuring and you've been complaining and you've been wondering how long and why, Lord, and why did you take me this way? And God is saying, I took you this way on purpose that you might learn of me and know what's in your own heart. It had to happen this way. I know it's been difficult and it's been hard. It's been trying and it's been a test, but it had to happen this way. Stop fighting against the plan and the will of God. Stop kicking up against the prick because you cannot win. It had to happen this way. He said, I know the thoughts that I have for you. He said, they're good. They're not evil. And it's to give you a future and an expected end. And you know what? Everything that happens to you, God knows. He knows what you're going to do now. He knows what you've done in the past. And he has a plan for you. So stop, like you said, stop complaining about the things that are going on in your life. It had to happen this way. He never makes a mistake. He, he does not forget you. I know some of you are thinking that God has has forgotten you. I know you do because I thought the same thing, but God stepped up and told me, he said, I haven't forgotten you. He says, I will always remember you. He said, not only that, but I have written your name in the palm of my hand. So that means that every time God lifts it up and he's rebuked the enemy, your name is in the face of that enemy because God got you. He has not forgotten you. You are always on his mind. And you know, nothing in your life just happens and nothing happens has caught God by surprise. It had to happen this way. Dear God, we thank you for your perfect plan of salvation and thank you that you included me when you said whosoever. Father, I thank you for washing my sins away, for delivering me from the clutches of the enemy, for translating me from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for calling me out of that darkness I was in, that degradation, that filth, that unrighteousness.
unrighteousness, that uncleanness, that sin that I was in, God. And you brought me over here and you washed me and cleansed me and sanctified me. And now you made me meet for the master's use. And I say thank you. I thank you that you were born of a virgin Mary. Thank you that you dwelt among men. Thank you that you did signs, wonders, and miracles. Thank you that you went to the cross and gave your life. But oh my God, I thank you that you got up from the grave with all power in your hand. And because you live, we can live also. And because, dear God, you have defeated death, hell, and the grave, we stand victorious more than conquerors and overcomers in the only wise God, our Savior. Mm. We thank you for the perfect plan of salvation. It had to happen this way. Now, dear God, would you be pleased with the life that we offer unto you today? Would you be pleased with the worship that we render in your household today? God, forgive us for having made a mockery of this wonderful occasion through Easter bunnies and Easter eggs. Forgive us, God, for having commercialized the greatest gift that you've ever given us. Forgive us for not speaking up and standing up for righteousness. God, forgive us for laughing at the jokes that they tell that make mockery of the very resurrection of the Lord Mm. Jesus Christ. Would you forgive us, God, for allowing them, God, to trample underfoot the very precious blood of Jesus that we've been washed from our sins with? Would you forgive us this morning? And today we make you holy. We glorify your name. You are wonderful and you are great. And we say, now behold the Lamb. You are the precious Lamb of God. Save, deliver, and make us whole. In Jesus' name we pray. On April the 8th through the 10th, there's a women's conference called Damaged Goods, Refurbished, and Refined in Cincinnati, Ohio at the Courtyard Marriott. I am going to be one of their speakers at the conference April the 8th through the 10th in Cincinnati, Ohio. If you are in the area, please join us. The registration fee is $40. We'll put a link to it on our website. Also, if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, on April the 9th, there's another exciting event that's happening on April the 9th from 12 to 4 p.m. at the Dayton Convention Center. And this is the WEW Women's Gathering for Kingdom Perspective. Do you see what I see? Breaking the cycle of poverty with keynote speaker Star Parker. LJ Renee will be in Dayton and I will be in Cincinnati. So make sure that we see you in one of those places the weekend of April the 8th. God bless you and happy Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.